Welcome to this week's episode. This week, we're going to dismantle the leftist lunatics yet again. Woohoo! <laughs> Kicking it off. Um, make sure you go check out our website, ladiesraiseright.com. Check out the merch we have on there. Anika's wearing our lovely DeSantis is Daddy shirt. So. I love it. He is Daddy. Um, don't worry, though, for guys who don't want to wear a shirt calling DeSantis Daddy. We understand that that could be kind of... Uh, you awkward. Might not, you, might that, you might find that awkward. Um, we think it's patriotic, but if you find it awkward, there's plenty of dismantling the left hoodies, long sleeves, um, whatever you want. It's there. Snapbacks. Woohoo. Check it's it out. It. Ladiesraiseright.com. Yeah. So the midterm elections happened in November. We promised we would give you the results because there was one remaining state, yep. Georgia, went to a runoff election. So we're going to quickly go over those results. We didn't forget about you guys. Yeah. In case in case you don't know, a runoff is when one of the primary candidates, so in this case, it was Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, if one of them didn't receive at least 50% of the vote. So it's gone to a runoff election. And unfortunately, it did not go well for the Republicans because Raphael Warnock won. And if you'll remember, Raphael Warnock is quoted saying, if you're a Trump supporter, we will beat you up on the streets until you are unrecognizable. So we really love this for the country. Yeah, this is like a huge win. Yay. I hope you can hear our sarcasm. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, <laughs> so even though it sucks, like overall, it wouldn't have really mattered much because the Senate, if Walker had won, it would have been split 50-50. The Senate is now 51-49 Democrats. And when the Senate is split 50-50, the vice president has the final vote. And in this case, it was Kamala Harris. So Yeah, so she's not so, I mean, she gets the yeah. exciting vote, so it's almost worse now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we still have the House, 221 so to 213. Still a win. Still a win. And the governing majority. Exactly. So we're not at a total loss, um, but it could, it could be better. So. It could be better. It's Talk okay. friends. Make them listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yep, keep converting people to the <laughs> red right side. Yeah. To the right side. Um, so the next topic we have is a little disheartening. It hits so close to home for me. I loved American Girl dolls growing okay, up. Okay, not that we didn't love. It's not that I didn't love them. I think we had like one or two, but like we did not really have a lot of toys growing up. I was like, super into <laughs> American Girl and so dolls. So my parents are like. They we built a sandbox, like go play outside in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just different. It was, right? <laughs> yeah, we had we had different lives growing up, yeah. but like I think um one of the I've always loved to read and like the American Girl Doll books are historical fiction. So they would like have a book and then the doll associated with it. So it was just so special. And yeah. I got like Kit, which was a look like doll. Um, she looked like me at the time. And they ha- it wasn't like, American Girl Doll has never been the company that's only focused on, like, wait, girls. Like, there was Josefina, who was Hispanic. There was Addie, who was African-American. Um, there was Kaya, who was Indian. And then, yeah, there were white girls because some of the population in America is white. Yeah, so, I hate to admit, I hate to break the news to you, but. I mean, for a brand that's that old, it was all, like, there was always all diversity and, like, yeah. inclusive. It wasn't just, like, a Barbie. Exactly. Yeah. Because Barbies are very... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and even American Girl Doll had, like, boy dolls. I remember that. Like, yeah. as I started to get older, they started making boy dolls. So, anyway, it was a great company, but now they've released a book called A Smart Girl's Guide, Body Image, that tells girl girls ages 3 to 12 how to change their gender. So, American Girl has, like, kind of always had these books. I don't know if you read them or like your friends read them growing up, no but idea. it was this is news to me. They were always like very positive. Like 
this is your body. Like, this is what it's like to be a woman. This is your first period. This, like, you're going to start developing breasts. Like, things like that. Like, defining, not defining your womanhood, but, like, becoming a woman and what makes you unique as a woman. So. Walking you through it. Maybe, like, through some of the things that your parents wouldn't maybe necessarily be able to explain to you or take the time to explain to you. Exactly. And so it was beneficial because what girl, when they're about to hit puberty, doesn't feel insecure? Oh my god, no girl. Exactly. Like, even, even after puberty, like most girls still don't. Like, yeah. I think it's been shown like time and time again, like throughout the decades. Like social media has amplified it, obviously. But like mm-hmm. back in the sixties, seventies, they had magazines that they compared themselves to. They had. There's always been something, and there's always been a standard of like an a, like unachievable standard of beauty that most women yeah. can't get to, and it's always been there. It's just come in different forms and different media has presented it. And so for something like that to be like, hey, like, yeah, you're. A, like a teenager, your puberty, like you're going through it, like it's normal. Like, yes, we've good. all been through it. Yeah. <laughs> Not you feel normal. Maybe that's because you're in the wrong gender, which is exactly what this book goes into. Right. Um, so there's a quote in here. We're going to read a couple of quotes. So it says, it encourages these girls to talk about medicine to delay their body's change. Quoted from the book. If you haven't gone through puberty yet, the doctor might offer medicine to delay your body's changes giving you more time to think about your gender identity. Another shocking <laughs> quote. <laughs> so then they say, um, if you haven't gone through, or sorry. Uh, oh, in America, beauty is defined as being de- cisgender. When was the last time you saw a movie star that used they, them pronouns? Like, <laughs> well, maybe it's because 5% of the U.S. population is transgender. transgender. And like, we looked that up and that's a pretty like common, like, it, like, you'll see some sites that say four or five, six, but they're all, like, they all average about 5%. Yes, that someone would come at us and be like, that's about 400 million people, but... Which it is, 5%. <laughs> we looked that up. <laughs> we did. But, like, you can't define the norm based off the exceptions, and this is what the left exactly. continues to do. It's whether it's with abortion, whether it's whatever, oh, well, the exception of rape, or we're the exception of this, or the exception of that. You cannot define standard norms based off these exceptions. We're not saying that these exceptions are outcasts of society or anything like that. No, nope. you cannot make everything revolve around 4% of the population or 5%. Yeah, especially when kids as young as three are so impressionable. Like, and let's just like think for a moment. These are the characteristics of groomers. <laughs> like, yeah. don't let the left try to gaslight you or manipulate you into believing that like, oh, we're just being inclusive and friendly. This is grooming behavior. Telling kids, don't talk to your parents about your sex. We can talk to your doctors and your doctors won't tell your parents. Go behind your parents' backs. Trust us. Talk to adults about, like, your body parts. That's grooming behavior. And let's think, I mean, it literally says, parts of your body may make you feel uncomfortable and you may want to change the way you look. That's totally okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no... Again, very again, very yeah. few kids feel so comfortable in their own skin. There are kids. I've we've I've heard plenty. I've heard older people from my friends that are older now. I've never been worried about. This I was not. <laughs> I was not like that. I'm like, holy cow, that would be amazing. But that's not yeah. the case for me. Um, but it, you can't take a awkward stage of your life and define the rest of like your entire livelihood based off of it. Yeah, and like it's, it's like nuts. It is, and <laughs> we're just gonna put a very broad question out there. And it's rhetoric. We'll give you the answer. Um, like, what group of people wants to keep an eight-year-old looking like they're eight? Put them on puberty blockers so he or she looks like she's eight. They're eight. What group of people wants you to keep secrets from your parents? 
Pedophiles? Pedophiles. This is pedophilia <laughs> behavior, and yeah. the left is trying to normalize it. Um, it's disgusting. And like, and go back to a week ago when they flipped out about the yeah. stuff with the BDSM. <laughs> and then now, like, you can't, you can't switch the narrative like this. Like, it's, you push it so far one direction, and then you're going to start getting results in that direction. Then you get results that you don't like, and it's like, holy shit, well, this is not what we meant. No, this is exactly <laughs> this what, is, this is the direction you wanted. Yeah, like, we've talked about it on previous episodes, this entire LGBTQ movement, it's rooted in pedophilia. John Money, um, whoever the other psychiatrist is, they were pedophiles. So it's just, like, disgusting that it's going this far and breaching everything, and that parents are being, like, manipulated and gaslighted into being like, well, you're an evil person, you're homophobic, you're transphobic for not wanting to push this radical agenda on your child. Right. Um, Again, we're not saying there's anything wrong with people that are in that community, but it's really intense to be posting sex on children. That's like what we're saying. Three. (laughs) Like three-year-olds should not be talking about sex. Three-year-olds literally do not even know how to count. Yeah, they don't even know their colors. I I used to (laughs) ski instruct, and I remember one time I was ski instructing this kid, and I was like, I think the kid was like five. And I was like, okay, we're going to make three turns to the left and three turns to the right. And the kid's like, I can't count to three. And I was like, <laughs> oh, uh, okay, just follow me then. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, like, so if they can't even count, how do you think they're going to understand this, like, like, concept? They don't understand these concepts that you're giving them. You're just being, like, this is just, like, brainwashing at this point. Yeah, and, like, I thought the left was so pro, like, um, 20 years ago it was all about women, like, you have to be skinny and like be a size zero and double zero, but have big boobs and like all these, yeah, yeah, unrealistic, very unrealistic beauty standards. But then the left was like, no, that's not realistic. And like actually was doing a good movement with like, be comfortable in your body. Like obviously there's a difference between being obese and then also like, yeah, actually, and then it went to the other extreme. Like yeah. there is no middle ground with the left. Like it's like, oh, well, okay, you're going to be stick skinny and you're not going to eat and da, 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 da. And now it's like, we're going to celebrate the morbidly obese. And I'm like, you're literally <laughs> celebrating like heart failure. Unhealthy and behaviors. heart disease. Heart disease is the number one killer in the U.S. And how do you get that? From being obese. From yep. eating bad and not exercising and not doing things that normal people, like your body, like you're a human being. That's what you're supposed to do. You need to go outside, get some fresh air. <laughs> exactly. So it's like when, so these books never, like when was it okay for them to start encouraging cutting off your breasts or getting a hysterectomy, mastectomy, whatever, but not also saying, like, when are you going to draw the line and say, like, okay, just, like, starve yourself, get gastric bypass surgery to, like, meet these beauty standards that we've set for you. It's the same thing. Just one, their deeming is worse than the other. And honestly, I think cutting, doing surgery, irreparable damage to your body is a little worse than... Body mutilation. Yeah. Whichever way you look at it. Yep. So... It's just wrong and disgusting on so many levels. Yep. That's so sad. <laughs> uh, but don't forget, we always hit you with the rebuttal of the rebuttal. Woo-hoo. Here it is. Here it is. Our dearest president, <laughs> he tweeted on 12-6, As of today, the national average price of gas is three forty a gallon, the lowest since early February and lower than when Putin invaded Ukraine. Okay. When you were still president. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with this statement. But when you're picking data points within your own presidency to compare to, so it gives you favorable data points, it's going to try to make you look good. And that's like, that's wrong. Like, there's no, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Like, that's. Biden, you've already messed up. You can't make yourself look any better now. 
So we're going to hit you with some knowledge. <coughs> we're going to get the libs knowledged up on this one because <laughs> hopefully their pea-sized brain will be able to comprehend it. Okay, so remember in math class when your teacher said, one day you're going to use math in your adult life, here it comes. <laughs> Don't worry, it's easy math. <laughs> Don't worry, I do all the actual numbers for you. And you can go back with the calculator and double check it. But we're going to hit you with some national averages and then we're going to add them all up. So first one, the national gas price average for regular fuel dropped below $2 during the U.S. presidency for Trump. Um, FYI. <laughs> Liberals, you can fact check this. I went on a website and it said fact checked. <laughs> double, double rebuttal. Double, double. We're going to hit you with all the rebuttals. <laughs> so when Biden took office, the average price was two thirty nine a gallon. Okay. When he took office, it was two thirty nine. Biden claimed about a couple months ago that when he took office, it was five, over $5. So he's delusional. That's incorrect. <laughs> it was two thirty nine when he took office. In June 2022, under President Biden's presidency, Gas hit over $5 a gallon as a national average. Over five. I'm going to be nice. And I'm going to hold it to $5, even though it went over. It's a lot of money. Yes. So those gas prices, if you can understand basic math, 239 times two is less than five. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> the gas prices have doubled, more than doubled. So now we're going to do the actual math problem. Okay. On average, a vehicle has a gas tank that holds 13 to 16 gallons. We're going to keep it easy. We're going to say an average gas tank holds 15 gallons of gas. This is not even talking about people who drive trucks, diesel, big Just SUVs. like your average car. Average car, we're going to go with 15 gallons, okay? The average person drives 1,200 miles per month. You divide it by four weeks per month, you got about 300 miles per week. That's pretty fair. Your average miles per gallon on a car would be about like 25 miles per gallon. That's like a pretty generous yeah. one, too. Like I would say, um, then if you're going to get 25 miles per gallon and you're going to drive 300 miles per week, your tank is going to last you about a week and a quarter, 1.25 weeks in the year. There are 52 weeks. So then you'll divide it. And then at that point, you're going to multiply it. You're going to do some math and you're going to get for $5 a gallon. It's going to cost you $3,150 for entire years worth of gas being extremely conservative. Guess what? Under a Republican president, it would cost you $1,505.70. Bring back the great economy and Republicans. <laughs> bring back Republicans. Bring DeSantis to government. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Obviously, our wallets are hurting right now with inflation. So Again, this is an extremely conservative calculation, but just to give you like an overall idea. like The people is, in California are hurting. They're hurting way more. Um, there's some places that are probably hurting a little less. Uh, most people are driving more than an average size vehicle. Um, and then for the, the I know it's going to happen. The liberals are going to be like, what if I have an electric car? <laughs> I use less gas. It doesn't cost me that much money. Um, Hi, you use coal to burn. To <laughs> You're still hurting the environment. You're still hurting the environment. You're actually maybe hurting it like worse. And what happened to your electric cars when the hurricane hit in Florida? And I'm sorry, but like, what about these rolling blackouts? Those are still going to be a thing. Like, yeah. What's going to happen in California when they're like, oh, yeah, we don't we ran out of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> they won't know what to do. So that's today's episode. Turn that's in on rebuttal. Wednesday <laughs> for, for more fun. Yeah. Just as a teaser, we talked about Epstein. Don't forget his forgotten lover. Gaylene Maxwell. 
Tune in Wednesday. <laughs> Check out our merch. Check it out. Like us, share us, comment. Yes. Subscribe. Exactly. Do all the things. Click all the buttons. Tell your us. friends. And again, if you don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself. Don't say it at all. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>